Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, friends and family? Welcome back to the podcast. As we kick it off, we have a question for you. We're just in here talking about the Nintendo Switch. And have you played the Nintendo Switch? (laughs) Is it worth buying a Nintendo Switch? Would this help bring unity in the family? <laughs> we Would don't I have enjoy a question. Playing with my Pastor children. Pastor Clark Corver has a question. <laughs> Super Mario Kart and Super Mario games, or would it be divisive? Kids don't need more technology. <clears throat> TV time. I don't know. I'm just saying, Nintendo Switch. It's just been sitting on the front of my head. You're right. A newborn, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, seven-year-old love. Train up. Tra- train them up while they're young. <laughs> Gotta learn these kids how to shoot the Let's go to John 17. I bet it Bowser. says something about it in there. Well, you just let us know what you think about the Nintendo Switch, okay? You think we should get one, you let us know. You let us know. If you don't think we should, just keep it to yourself. You can, <laughs> you can let us know that, too. Alright. Uh, uh, oh, funny. one thing I do want to bring up, just Church-wise, we're in the middle of our church sermon series on Christian sexuality. And just want to give you a friendly reminder, there's a number of resources made available to you that will help spur on conversation and give you handles if you're trying to talk to other people about some Mm -hmm. of these things or specifically parents to children. And so if you go to www.erc.la forward slash sexuality, we're putting up the PDFs from the sermon series topics again, with a conversation guide and some helpful handles. You can also find them on the app. Um, or if you come to church, you can use your camera on your phone to scan the QR code. The two additional resources we think we would love for you to have are one, the cpyu.org, which is a center for parent and youth understanding. Tons of podcasts, articles, book references for you to um, get your hands on, hmm. your eyes on, and figure out how do I talk to my kids about you know, puberty, sexuality, uh, homosexuality, transgender stuff, pronouns, all this. It's a very gospel-oriented uh, approach. Same thing with, last but not least, Preston Sprinkle and his center for uh, faith, uh, gender, and identity. So save him Preston Sprinkle. You'll find it. But anyways, he has pastoral letters within specific topics. Very gracious, mm. uh, very truth-filled. And anyways, want to give that to you before we... Dove into John 17 this Super January 17th. Helpful. Super helpful. Yes, you guys. Monday, we're in John 17, and this is Jesus' longest prayer, essentially. It's a long 26 prayer. 26 verses, and um, it's right before he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to kind of walk through what stuck out to us, which is what we typically do, how we meant the Lord. And it's simple, easy peasy. That's yeah. what we're going to do. You, R- right you away, go, John yeah. 17. One, um, I see John reminding us that Jesus is Mm. God and that Jesus as God has had glory from even before he was born, you know, to Mary. To earth, yeah. Mm Because John 1 begins with, in the beginning was the word, Jesus. Word was with God. The Mm. word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So John, John 1 here, after Jesus said this, he looked up toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Now glorify your son mm-hmm. that your son may glorify you. And again, it flushes out this idea of him being granted authority over everything that he created himself. Mm-hmm. And this is eternal life that you would know Jesus. He have brought the glory to earth by finishing the work he gave him, God the Father gave Jesus to do. 
And so just the connecting the dots within the gospel of John itself yeah. of like Jesus came from glory, he's returning to glory, and his glory is magnificent and it is going to be climaxed him on a cross and then resurrecting from the dead. Yeah. So I just think about, you know, this is just John's writing. Yeah. And Jesus came and he's working with the Father mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fulfill the plan created from before time. Oh, what stuck out next was me. So verses four and six stuck out to me. I'll read them to you. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. That's verse four. That's Jesus uh, to God the Father. And now verse six. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of this world. They were yours. You gave them. So there's more there. It's just the first part that stuck out to me. And really, there's a ton here that you could unpack. That wh- Why this is sticking out to me is, number one, so, it, I mean, are the disciples sleeping at this time? Like, is this where they're like either... You know, Jesus is about to be arrested. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of getting this insider glimpse of Jesus and his relationship with God the Father and how it is just, it's just honest. And that verse four right here, um, I've completed the work you gave me to do really resonates with me because this is this podcast is coming to you january 17th you know a lot of folks jump on the new year's resolution wagon and it's just all about like let me do these things let me drink my gallon of water let me get in my steps let me make sure that you know atomic habits making my bed whatever it is and I, I just feel encouraged in this in that Jesus actually had specific work and Ephesians and all over the Bible talks about that, that, that really from before time that God had not only specific um, attributes and um, functions for us to um, live into, but also work for us to do. And Jesus hmm. says this when he dies on the cross, he says, it's finished. And what's curious about that is some folks might even say like, what's finished? They're still sick. Like they're still um, demonic. There's still, you know, disease, sickness, brokenness. But the specific work that the God, the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit had to do was done. And so I'm encouraged in that just to, that's a breath prayer for me. God, breathe in, you know, um, thank you for today. Breathe out. Help me do what you have for me to do today. And as simple as that little thing sounds, sometimes it's not, you know, this is Jesus' prayer himself. So that's just a little prayer for me that throughout the day to remember, mm-hmm. God, you have specific things for me today that you know, so help me partner with you in doing that. And then really verse six to, in my mind, kind of um, those kind of went together. I have revealed you. So that's Jesus. I have revealed you, God the Father to those whom you gave me. And I was, I, Holy Spirit caused me to remember, Clark, do you remember this? Um, One of the last times that we heard Grandpa Corver preach and it was on a Christmas morning. Yeah, I helped him. And, um, okay, so maybe it wasn't the last time because then you would remember it better than I do. Well, I think by that I was just like, I was the host and I was the the prayer liturgist. And Well, one of the things he talked about was how um, hearts were revealed. Yeah. On the cross, hearts were revealed. And essentially, Jesus is praying, saying, like, that's one of the things, like, it, throughout all the Old Testament, we related to God in in different way, like the pillar of smoke, the fire, we had to um, do sacrifices, he was in the tabernacle, he was tenting with his people through priests and prophets and kings, but the most 
obvious, relatable way that you talked about this Christmas was through the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. And then now it's going to go a little bit farther because his heart's the heart of God is going to be totally and completely revealed when Jesus goes to the cross in these next couple chapters. And it's the heart, it's not it's unfathomable. It's unfathomable mm-hmm. that Jesus is saying, like, I- I've come to do what I have to do. And part of that was revealing you and your heart, God, to your people. Because what happens at the cross is it's not just God's heart that's revealed. This is what Grandpa Corver talked about, was it's the heart of men, too, mm-hmm. because we are malicious. And we're out to, you know, kill him, crucify him, kill him. That's our heart. And Jesus' heart, like we read in John 10, is one of authority saying, I lay it down for you. That's who I am. That's why I've come. That's who I've been from the beginning of all time. That's who I'm going to be for all time. And you're climactically seeing it right now in Mm. my life. And, And I just think about, like, this is a prayer. This is Jesus' heart on display in his life and in this prayer. And so just encourage, just feel really loved and encouraged. And I just think of Jesus and the disciples sleeping and praying this yeah. and just, um, yeah, just the goodness that's there. So I, uh, that's what stuck out to me were those two verses and just those, um, those thoughts. Yeah. yeah. For me, the part of the prayer that stood out was verses 10 and 11. Hmm. He says, all, all I have is yours and all you have is mine and glory has come to me um, through them. I'll remain in the world no longer but they are still in the world Hmm. and I'm coming to you. Holy father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. And Hmm. what's, what's interesting for me there is that Jesus is, um, more clearly than before saying like, I'm about to leave. Yep. You are all staying here. Like they're they're still in the world. (laughs) He's praying for them in the world. Um, but then you get down to verses 14 and 15 and he says, I've given them your word and mm. the world hates them because it hated Jesus. My prayer in verse 15 is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Yeah. And so I just think back to many of my prayer requests, some of your prayer requests, maybe some of your prayer requests where our prayer is like, God, get me out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. And there are some times that, you know, that's a good prayer. Like, right, got it. We need change. We need to get out of this unhealthy relationship or whatever. But sometimes I wonder um, if God has us right where he wants us. Hmm. And God's not going to take us out of the world or the school or the job or the Hmm. family. You're kind of stuck in your family. Um, Or whatever circumstances we're in, if that's actually right where God wants us to be. Yeah. Because he has work for us to do mm-hmm. for his glory. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been um, just stern in my heart of, of how often that prayer is prayed. Like God changed my circumstances. And, and maybe there are times that we do need to pray that prayer. Sure. Um, but might there be times too where God says, I actually have you right where I want you? Because um, difficulty does not equal bad. Yeah. And we t- you and I talk about that sometimes. Just yeah. because something is hard does not mean it is wrong. Yeah. I don't know many good things in life that come easy or anything that is great that is not worth like fighting for Enduring, or yeah. yeah, working hard towards. Hmm. If it comes easy to you, then like something's just yeah, too easy is probably too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Or shallow. 
I'm not sure whether it's relationship or you know, earning a degree or growing in you know, a friendship or whatever it is. It, I don't know much in life that, that doesn't take hard work. And yeah. so just because you're in a hard spot and your, your flesh might be crying out, get me out of here, pray that God would make it clear to you and to us that if he wants you there, give us eyes to see what he's calling us to do because mm. God left us in the world for a reason. Mm. And that is to enter in the mess of it, the brokenness of it, the pain and pus of it, as grandpa would always say, <laughs> and to bring God's healing touch and his love there. Yeah, God being a, a, us, a conduit through us to mm. the world. So, you know, that, that's, that's what stood out to me. Um, the last thing was also a couple of times in this prayer, he talks about praying for unity and yeah. praying that we might be one as, as God is one, Father, Son, Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's been on my heart lately as well. Like, where do I need to back up in terms of maybe criticizing other Christians, especially? Where do we need to make a draw the, the, a hard line saying we can't compromise here? Mm. And there's an old quote that's used often, and no one's sure who it's attributed to, whether it's Augustine or it is this Rupertus Meldinius, this old German Lutheran <laughs> theologian. But it, what the quote is, is in essentials, unity, and non essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Basically, in the essentials, gather around the essentials, like major in the majors. But in the non-essentials, when you read the Bible and there's things that are like really up for debate and it's okay they're up for debate, like don't die on that hill. But in all things, like be gracious and honest and try to unite and form a mission with other Christians every chance you get. Hmm. And so whether that's within like the, 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 the family of like Emmanuel or it's within the larger Christian church and missions, whether it's in Compton or Los Angeles or you're going... Uh, outside the borders of the United States and going to Mexico or India or wherever it is. Hmm. Like anytime we can unite, it just is baffling to the world. It's like, why, why would these people get together to do this and to love us, especially when we don't even know them? So Hmm. I think that's just an example coming from Jesus, spirit and the father. So that's all I got. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you talked about a lot at the beginning. So reverse this and rewind, because I'm not going to remember all of those sources uh, that I Clark talked said. about. The Nintendo Switch is what I talked about. Oh, you did? Yeah. I yeah. thought you talked about Preston Sprinkle and all those. I did that too. Okay. <laughs> talked about a lot of things. Goodness. Forget about the Nintendo Switch. Focus Forget on have that. have a conversation uh, about John 17 around your dinner table about the sermon. Like Clark said, utilize these resources. It's gonna be so helpful for any age. Um, just thanks so much for joining with us as we uh, stumble and walk through our Bible reading and our and just our journey in life together. We'll, we have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> we'll we'll see you on Wednesday. God bless you guys. See ya. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.